Okay, I'm with Katherine Larson, who is the director, uh, the key cast member, choreographer, producer, and uh, this is the introspection is the short film, a winner of best film at the Dance Film Festival. That's a lot of roles that you have for this film, but there's actually a pretty amazing group of uh, uh, talented people. Your, your cinematographers, your co-star, your the, the, the music. It's like, it's a really well put together uh, short film. So congratulations on making it. If I correct me if I'm wrong, this is your first and only film you've ever made. This is the one and only so far, but I hope to do more. Yeah. And it, this is like this is what I call a COVID film. Like if it wasn't for COVID, this film wouldn't exist, probably. True. Yes. So I was in a dance company um, in New York City, and all of our shows got canceled because of COVID. So the artist inside of me was really wanting to create something. And I was like, you know what? Dance is shifting to the digital form. Um, I might as well try to dive into it. And I just went in and I had this choreography and bubbling up inside of me. And I asked my friend if he would dance with me. And he was like, yes, I need to dance too. So we rehearsed, put it together. And he kind of just like pushed me and was like, let's just film it. We're ready. We just need to do it. <laughs> so that said, you this is a pretty uh, cinematic film. Like it's like beautiful transition shots. You have like nice key locations. So there's a nice production value to the film. So how did you put it all together? Like from if you're a first time filmmaker, like did you watch like a lot of dance films? Like how did you come up? Did you know anything about cameras and lenses? Like what was your experience? Actually, yeah. And so no, I, I mean, I've seen YouTube videos of really great duets and um, I was just inspired by them and I didn't really expect anything to come from this film. It was all shot actually on an iPhone. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, and my friend who is not a cinematographer at all, he's a dancer, He was, but he has a really good eye for the camera. He filmed everything, clips on the iPhone and he did a really good job of like finding different angles to play around with. We had a, a what's called a gimbal where you rotate around um, the scene and can stay pretty stable. Um, but I guess the biggest the biggest credit I could give for the entire like flow of the film would be my editor mm -hmm. um, because he pieced everything together. I chose every single edit. Like I we had a ton of content and. I went through hours looking through all the content. I would specify the exact times that I would want something to overlap. Mm -hmm. And then I would ask my editor, oh, can you like make it a split screen kind of and like merge it together and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, it was just based off my, like what I envisioned in my head. I wasn't really like going off of any other dance films that I had seen before or anything like that. It was. Mm -hmm really like towards the end when when it's that split screen yeah i don't know if you could tell but in the in the film half of the shot one side is no rain and the other side has rain pouring on me and it's kind of like these two before and after something major happens there in your life and you start yeah. to blend it together yeah and like that, that before we get into the tech, technical stuff, i'm fascinated by what you just said 
this is this there's a there's a story here there's a beginning and middle end story like which makes for me like who sees probably thousands of dance films a year is that like sometimes the dance and your just your dear your choreography alone is amazing to watch but there's an extra layer of emotion because this is a story about a relationship and it's pretty obvious like you don't even have to read the synopsis that there's something the way it was choreographed there's something going on with this relationship and then the the, the ending with her like being a detached from the, her partner and being free in the rain it's like a bittersweet kind of ending where it's like there's a new beginning but then there's also a bitter ending at the same time right so yeah i think a lot of us can relate to that emotion in if the longer we, we live i guess right so we've uh, unfortunately yeah. most of us have experienced that kind of that kind of bittersweet where you basically feel feel a little bit free but at the same time there's that baggage that or that kind of the, the sadness that that just occurred and that's sort of yeah. how i took your film does that make sense yeah definitely yeah i mean you yes exactly um it's just about i mean the whole title introspection you know i i actually have a longer version of the film on my youtube page that's 16 minutes and um if you're interested to check it out i cut it down because seven minutes i think is enough mm. and it told the story and it was more concise but the longer version has a much longer scene at the end with the solo in the rain and to me the title really reflects that last scene the best because that was me just pulling everything together okay what just happened and how am i going to become free mm. from that and just learning about yourself from the inside um yeah and then at the end of the day it's just it's just me and yeah. my partner is gone so yeah exactly it's, it's just you okay so the cute so the choreography is there like you kind of figured it out like through the years so then you've got like so you just want to shoot your choreography so you're figuring out okay where do i shoot this so you have you have kind of three key locations i guess right so versions yep. of the key locations you have the outside at the park you have the inside of the bedroom, kind of the intimacy, and then you have the subway station, which kind of is the shining spotlight for most people when they watch the film. And so and then basically, did you, Corey, did you, did you do all the dance in all three locations and then kind of figure out, I guess the, the, the bedroom scene's a little bit different, but I guess, did you, did you do as much coverage as you possibly can, it seems like, and then in editing, you kind of figured out how to put it together? Um, actually, so all the stuff outside, so the first scene, which was cut majorly short for my seven minute version, it's a lot longer in my long version. Um, the first scene that takes place outside with Wes and I, we don't actually touch until the very last second and then it transitions into the subway. So I had all this content with a longer duet of us just dancing in the park without touching. And so the idea behind the first scene is more of a memory. And it's kind of like, you know, when you remember something, it's not tangible, but you see it happening. And there's just like this ebb and flow of your memory. And then finally we connect. And then everything that happens in the subway was the actual duet, like real life struggles happening right there in the moment. Um, so we physically were touching. And so all of that partner work, we shot, we shot all the scenes at one location in the subway, but mm -hmm. The great part about this particular subway station was that there's an outside platform upstairs and then there was a downstairs. Oh, platform. That's, that was my next question. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So actually between the two platforms, we shot all the duet work multiple times. Yeah. Um, 
And then the last scene with the rain solo, um, that was just me. So I didn't film any of that solo anywhere else except for the, the solo at the end. And it was intentional. Like I, I looked at the weather, I made sure it was about to pour rain. Mm. My friend who filmed that scene, he, he didn't understand that I wanted it in the rain at first. <laughs> Okay. He was like, it's about to pour. We better shoot this fast. I'm like, no, that's the whole point. That's why we're here. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you knew it was going to rain, I guess. That's why you went outside that day. Yeah. <laughs> so the, do you mind asking the subway station that you shot in? What is that? What, sub, what, what was the subway station that you shot? That you shot it's in? called Court Square. It's, um, it's in Queens. Okay. So it's where the 7, the E, and the G, and the M all combine. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. No New York at all. <laughs> I lived there. No, I lived there for a couple of years. I just that uh, I'm not familiar with Queens, but then I gone to Flushing, so basically, I kind of I'm somewhat familiar with it. So, because I was curious, I was trying to figure out where, where it was. So yeah. the lighting of the one scene is spectacular. So I'm assuming you just ripped off like in a good way, like you kind of like just started dancing and you just they just someone shot it, I guess, right? Yeah, I mean, that it was like one in the morning that last. So we had filmed and filmed and filmed from like 6 p.m. And then we we're coming to the end of the night. And my Wes and I, we were just like, you know what? Let's do a costume change and go film this part one more time outside. So most of the outside stuff on the subway platform was actually just one shot. And I cut and pasted it throughout the film. That's and it a was lot of, that's a core of your film, like. Yeah, it was so, yeah, I had so much content downstairs and outside. And then we used most of the stuff from that one shot outside at one in the morning, just like spur of the moment. We were like, we need to go outside. And it was perfect because no one was, was there. And like, no one even got off the train when it stopped, yeah, even though there were people on the train. And yeah, the lighting from outside, that was just how it was i didn't add anything yeah. um my editor put a slight filter over it okay. just to make it look a little more blue i think is what he did yeah. but the lighting i did not it's amazing it's like because you so if you're watching the film you're just thinking oh look at the lighting setup and it's like oh they the subways are coming and going so how do they they, they like it's sort of like that's the magic of new york city because nobody really cares right there's so many film yeah. schools and like you know what I mean? I went to film school. Nobody cares, right? Like that, yeah. that was the first thing you're taught the first day when I moved there was that you can shoot anywhere you want outside. It's like nobody cares. And I know. Like yeah, it was. System, right. And uh, so but what an amazing job, like getting that 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 sequence, because not only but your dance is amazing. The dance is choreography is amazing, but the way it was photographed and the way the angles, it was just spectacular. Yeah, Nathan, Nathan, who did most of the filming, he did a really good job of like finding the best angles on that platform. We had done it at first facing the other way, but then we realized that that's the train's leaving when you go yeah. when you're looking at it the other way. So it was better to look towards the train. Um, and when in that moment when the train was arriving and we were spinning like that too was just luck it was just yeah. happened to be at that exact moment and I just that's like one of my favorite moments in the film is when that the seven train is pulling in and Wes and I start to turn down the platform and people are worried that you're gonna fall yeah. <laughs> you're close you're on the yellow line a couple times yeah I trust Wes completely though he's an amazing yeah he's him and I went to college together. So that was like 10 years ago. And when I moved back to New York, we reconnected. Um, 
And yeah, he's one of my best friends since college. So I trust him. I know he's an amazing dancer. So you guys have really good chemistry too. Like it's, there's that, there's a lot going on there. So it's like, I guess, because it makes sense that you have a history together, like a friendship or whatever. Right. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty great. The guys, the the you guys are just this really talented dancers. Even the costume design, the the choice of like, even on the subway station of wearing like jeans and like kind of like a, you know, like a like a what you would wear when you take the subway, I guess, right? Like yeah, except for my bare feet. <laughs> I was gonna ask you that. I was gonna ask you just was it you just wearing socks because I didn't know if you had slips on slip ons or something that. So that, I had socks on the upstairs platform. Um, and then downstairs, when I had my shorts on, I had bare feet and my feet were like black for like a day. After, no say, yeah. artist rep, my friends were like, I'm glad you didn't get tetanus. <laughs> yeah, especially kind during the time you shot it, I guess, too. Right. Yeah. Worried about everything. No, it's fine. And then the other interesting thing, speaking of the time we filmed it during COVID was this was like, when did we shoot this? May of of 2021 okay. right? and um so the, in new york everyone was hyper aware of the masks so when we were shooting downstairs more during the peak hours of people taking the trains in when the train came we had to stop put on our mask and then wait for them to go and then take off our mask and start dancing again oh wow yeah it was really a challenge actually um but Wes and I had been, he was like in my pod during COVID. Like he was one of the, him and his boyfriend were one of the only peoples I was seeing for like two months. And so we felt completely comfortable with each other. Um, but we were still a little hypersensitive to everything at that moment. So I'm, I'm assuming you've learned that, that the magic of movie making is in the editing room where it's putting it, putting the story all together after the footage is obtained, I guess. Right. Yes. Yes. I, yeah, that took me so long to to just sift through all of that footage because we filmed it multiple times, mm -hmm. and and then and I you're watching yourself too, right? Like like it's like it, that's the one thing that that actors especially have to get over. They have to get over themselves and like get the make sure the story is served the best possible way, not the best way you look or the best way. Right. If you make a like a tiny error that nobody else notices except for yourself, you still got to keep it intact. Did you did it take you a bit to to remove yourself from watching you? Yeah, well, actually, when we were filming it at first, when we started, we hadn't quite gotten our groove yet. And we'd be making little mistakes here and there. And, and we'd be like, oh, we need to start over. Let's film again. And finally, I was just like, Wes, let's just, we're just going to keep rolling. We're just going to keep going because I can cut out little pieces and little things um, and choose from different footage. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that, that, that was... That was a learning experience. So this was your film school then? Yeah. <laughs> it was your film school. Um, it's great. Film school? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. And so after I filmed everything and made my, made it, completed it, released it, I was actually invited to this thing. I, maybe you've you probably heard of it, Dance on Camera in New York. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's hosted at the Lincoln Center. And I went to go see the opening night and there was this duet that was just phenomenal it was only three minutes long and i can't remember the name of it right now or the artist but i just remember thinking holy camoli like my film is nothing compared to this i have so much i can learn and i'm just excited to see what i can do next 
Yeah, and I guess the, so. But you're still are you you back to dancing like in the, the like the in the crowds? Is your is everything back to normal? Yeah, everything's pretty much back to normal. I've been taking class here and there. Um, I am just like brainstorming my next because I really do think I want to focus more on the film aspect of dance. I was in a, a live performing company for 10 years and I feel like I've checked that box. I'm good. And now I just want to create and whether or not I dance in my next film, I'm not sure. Um, but you know, it's hard. You like, I, I paid for this whole thing out of pocket. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't have any funding except my own money. And so I guess the next step is like, how can I make connections where people want to help me raise money? And like, then I can really have yeah. a good budget for more better quality films in the future. Yeah, no, and there's like, there's, there's been more, like there's been some amazing dance films, like from my perspective, than never before. And it's like, I love the story that how you just kind of like, didn't sit on your hands and you just wanted to do something creative. And I know it was probably very difficult. And I'm assuming you had doubts when was when you're getting started because it was like, yeah, there's yeah, a ton to learn, right? But it seemed of like course. you had a pretty good, good symbol of people around you to kind of build you up, I guess, in a sense. Yeah, yeah, I was really lucky. I have really amazing friends um, and they, Barely, like, you know, they just helped me out so much. And then my editor was amazing. I met him via Instagram randomly. I got asked to choreograph a, a music video for a small um, alternative artist. And he was the director of the music video. So that's how I met him. So he's and, Harry James Clifford? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's awesome. So you understand storytelling. You really kind of like in the editing room kind of helped you out a little bit. So that's awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he 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 listened to every little cut that I wanted and then he made it even better than what I could imagine. So that's I'm what so you want in all your collaborators, your cinematographer, your everything. It's like they want them to be just a little bit better than what you envisioned, I guess, right? Yeah. So tell me about the music. Where did you get the music? Oh yes. There's two songs, right? So I'm thinking, so in the short version, yeah, I used two songs. Um the first song is called Bird Woman by Poppy Ackroyd. And wow, we, Wes and I were just rehearsed. So when we would rehearse in the studio, we would just put on background music, classical music usually. And that song came on and I couldn't stop listening to it after I heard it. I was like, oh my God, this song really speaks to me. Um, I definitely want to try to get the rights to this song and use it. Um, the second song was Oliver Arnold's and 20:17. And that song I actually heard when I was practicing yoga. And so I asked the teacher after one day and I swiped that song too. Um, and supposed to be thinking when you do yoga, but I guess it worked for this film. <laughs> I know. And I'm a yoga teacher too. <laughs> but um, yeah, so those two songs really spoke to me when I heard them. And uh, I, it was kind of a challenge to obtain the rights because you have to go through you have to obtain two licenses for each song and get in touch with the publisher and the the record label there was another song that really spoke to me called mercy by max richter but they were impossible to get in touch with i'm like i'm sending the message like i'm willing to buy the licenses yeah. <laughs> but i just couldn't get in touch with him but i think these two were just right for what i needed um like i said the first the the bird woman song has a really beautiful ebb and flow like there's a, a 
point in the music where I just feel like it's like a little whirlwind and it goes a little tumultuous. And then the, the second song is a bit calmer and reminded me of water mm-hmm. and rain. So I know you put this on YouTube. So what was your motivation to like to submit to a festival like, like us and get it to the, the festival circuit? I was just curious. Well, I had spent all that money to create this film. <laughs> and so I was like, now what? Um, I had known about a festival in the U.S. that I wanted to send it to, but I'm like, there's got to be more festivals out there. And I found out about Film Freeway, mm-hmm. and which is an awesome platform. And so I was like, great. And I I uploaded, I, I researched the, the festivals that were specific to dance because there's a lot of film festivals out there. Yeah, there is. And um, I saw you guys and I saw a couple of other, others that I submitted to. And yeah, just to like, my motivation, I guess, is just to get my film out there. Yeah. I mean, this is like, this makes me so excited to just chat about my art with someone I don't even know. <laughs> and <laughs> that that a compilation of audience feedback really struck me too. I, I was just like, wow, people, people really care about art and, and people's stories and how it interrelates with their own story. And it just, that's, I mean, that's the whole point of it, right? Is why would we create so that we can find connection in other people's stories and connect with that and feel unified as, oh, we're all going through this crazy life together. <laughs> exactly. So the, the the audience feedback you referenced that we sent you, so you're, they, you enjoyed that? They, they got your film? They, you liked their comments? I loved it. Yes, I really enjoyed it. That's so good to hear. So then, yeah, and you're getting into other festivals as well. Like, yeah, this is a pretty, pretty great, like, I see a lot of dance films, like, like probably more than anybody because we do it like all the time, right? We do a month. Yeah. And there's like, yeah, this is a pretty, like I said, there's a great story uh, in here that everybody kind of universally can kind of understand and relate to. And you did, you did it in your dance. And that's not an easy thing to accomplish, especially when you're making your first film. So I actually, I can't see what, I can't wait to, to see what you do next. I can't wait to see your next film. No pressure, but like. <laughs> yeah, uh, it might take a bit of time. I'm, I'm starting to brainstorm ideas. I think I said in the written interview, I have this idea of just like this collective unity of community and building strength from community, even when times feel really tough that you can rise up together. And I just, I have this vision of, like more dancers, not just two, and maybe like eight to 10 dancers in the film if I can afford yeah. it. And just more of a group, like community uplifting, rising from the ashes type thing. And you're, you, you don't want to, you don't want to perform, you want to see it from the outs. You want to like kind of choreograph it and direct it. And, uh, and like that, that's, that's the next step. And then of course, getting more people like that's like, yeah. Yeah. That's like, I think like for, there's a lot of, Great dance, like I said, there's a lot of great dance films. There's a lot of great opportunity for it uh, in the future in terms of like, hopefully you'll get everything you kind of wanted. But it seems like you're, you got, you got a pretty good career and you're doing your, all the right things. And uh, I'm glad you got, you, you, uh, you persevered and you got through it. Got yeah, through it. I, this, is the, this was the hardest step. This will be the hardest film you make. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you. And I just, I'm, thinking back on to something I just said, rising from the ashes. I think that's going to be a good theme for the next film, rising from the ashes. I really like that. <laughs> rising from the ashes. Yeah, I can see it now. Yeah. All right. Congratulations and uh, wish you the best. Let's talk again when you make your next film. I can't wait to see it. Thank you.
Incorporated.